In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's. Incidentally, if you were wondering, the sponsor of Art Turf just canceled. <laughs> hence the silence. Anyway, good morning, folks. Welcome. It's a Tuesday. May, uh, let's see, May 10th, right? Beautiful sunshine out the window, and they say it's going to be 81 today. It's sunny all day long. Tomorrow, too. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. May 10th it is. And uh, Scott's here, too, I think. Um, good morning. Yes, yes. Good morning. Good morning. Yes. Doing um, a little maintenance. Okay. Earlier. What, on your suitcase, or...? No, on the water cooler in the oh, hallway. Oh, 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 oh. You, you saw me when you walked by there. I was <laughs> making sure that everything was working so we didn't have a flood in the hallway. Well, we've been flooded before. Yeah, well, we don't need one again. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, let's see. Today is uh, May 10th, as I mentioned. Of course, the year is 2022. Let's see. Officially, it's National Shrimp Day. Are you as fond of shrimp as I am? No. Really? Really, yeah. I, it's the texture, I think, more than anything else. I just, if I eat it, I have to soak it in cocktail sauce and eat it that way. So well, that's... Then I like a little shrimp with a cocktail sauce, Okay. basically. <laughs> but the sauce changes the texture for you? It does not, but it makes it a more tolerable, I guess. But I, it's. Yeah. I'm sure it's the texture. I, I just. Well, let's let's go don't, a different don't direction. Like that. So, what about crab meat? C- uh, crab meat, I like that. Or lobster. I, yep, I I love stuffed mushrooms with crab meat, melted butter over the top of it. Mm. Mm. Making me hungry. Good stuff. Yes, that mm-hmm. is good. I enjoy that. No, I, I just don't understand why shrimp is not in there. But. Well, again, it's. I think it's the that rubbery, hard, rubbery texture. Of it that whenever I get into one, I'm like, mm, uh, if I wanted a gummy, I'd get a gummy somewhere else. You well, know, so it's National Shrimp Day, regardless. Yes, you can have mine. More for you. It's National Clean Up Your Room Day. You know, I've um, I don't know if this is a fair thing to say or not. Uh, I know some landlords. And, of course, Athens has quite a few rentals, given our students who live here. And some of the stories I hear of the condition of the property when the students exit, um, well, it's just hard to imagine. Anyway, National Clean Up Your Room Day. National Lipid Day. Lipid. 
L-I-P-I-D. And that uh, deals with um, cholesterol and fat okay. in the human bloodstream. It's raising awareness to check on that, have regular checks through blood tests uh, that will reveal lipid levels in your system. Good to have done probably uh, each year on a yearly basis. When I have my blood draws and meet with my regular doc and go over these things, I don't recall the term lipid having surfaced. Yeah, if you if you look on your results page, they, mm-hmm. they give you the results of everything, you'll see that word on there. Okay. So Well, that's, maybe that's the fact that it hasn't you. been brought up is a good thing. It must mean that uh, it's normal for me. Yeah, or, or maybe you should check your numbers when you get your results back, too. <laughs> or the next time, ask them. Okay. How is my cholesterol level? Well, lipid and cholesterol are the same thing. Yeah, that's okay. what they're checking for. I see. Cholesterol in your bloodstream and in your in your fat, you know, the fat content in the human body. Well, why didn't they say the National Cholesterol Day then? Well, they could have, but uh, I guess they wanted to be more exact. Okay. And finally, National Washington Day. That one I'm a little curious about. What does that National Washington Day? Are we talking about the person? Are we talking about the city or what? 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 what, what, what uh, the state? Um, I'm just curious. Well, when we have state listings like that, um, you think it's the state? I think it's the state, but okay. I'm looking right now. Uh, yes, National Washington Day recognizes the evergreen state. Okay. In a 10-day period, in uh, November of 1889, President William Henry Harrison signed legislation uh, creating those things for National Washington Day. So is there a National Ohio Day? Yes. Really? Yes. They do, I, they do all 50 states. We've, we've gone through 50 states, so. For the life of me, I don't remember it ever announcing such. Oh, I do. Okay. Yeah, can, we've... we've can, you, can we look it up? Sure. Um, National back, Ohio Day. Back to the president. I, I misspoke there. It's President Benjamin Harrison signed legislation. Uh, growing the nation by four new states, and Washington would become the fourth of those states and the 42nd state on November 11th, 1889. And during his tenure, two more would join the uh, union. So with that, um, now we'll go see if we can find National Ohio Day. How about that? Sure. Um, let's see here. Let me get my papers in order while you're doing that. Okay. Um, but the fact that today is National Washington Day, and it's May 10th, has nothing to do with any other date dealing with Washington. Correct. Okay. Just just checking. <laughs> yeah. National Ohio Day is on November 2nd. November 2nd. Yes, it recognizes the 17th state to join the United States known as we know it, the Buckeye State. And the mother of modern presidents and the first state to enter the country from the Northwest Territory. 
November 2nd. November 2nd. Well, anyway, once again, today's May 10th. Um, let's see. Historical events. On this date in the year 1497, Italian navigator Amerigo Vespucci leaves for his first voyage to the New World. And then after that, they have, in parenthesis, disputed. So there must be some question as to whether that is real or not. raises my curiosity. Um, well, anyway, let's go on. In the year 1775 on this date, the Second Continental Congress convenes in Philadelphia and issues paper currency for the very first time. Money. 1801 on this date, the first Barbary War, the Barbary pirates of Tripoli declare war on the revolt of the Sepoy, Sepoy, S-E-P-O-Y, soldiers in Mirot. Let's see here. No, no, no. I combine two stories into one. <laughs> Let me do this better. Do over. Okay. Take for, two. For, forget that uh, whole last blurb. Okay, in 1801, the first Barbary War, the Barbary Pirates of Tripoli declare war on the United States of America, which then was considered our first U.S. foreign war. 1801. Now, the other thing I had was 1857, the Indian mutiny against rule by the British East India Company begins with the revolt of the Sepoy soldiers in Meerut. Somehow or other, I merged those two together earlier. But uh, we got them right now. Other uh, historical events. 1940, on this very date... Winston Churchill succeeds Neville Chamberlain as the British Prime Minister. 1960, the U.S. atomic submarine, the USS Triton, completes its first submerged circumnavigation of the globe. Wow. I hadn't even thought about that, but think of that. To entire... If I understand it right, they went completely around the world underwater. Now, I'm curious. Scott, you may have to dig in here for me. Okay. Did they ever surface even for a moment? So, 1960, the USS Triton, T-R-I-T-O-N, and they claim that it completes its first submerged circumnavigation of the globe. So they mean complete um, circling without ever surfacing? Hmm, well, let's find out, see if we can dig in a little more. 
You can hear the keys punching back there. Uh, while we're waiting, uh, let's see. The last item I have is in 1994, Nelson Mandela sworn in as Africa's first black president. Okay, what'd you come up with? Uh, 1960, as you mentioned, the U.S. Navy conduct, uh, conducted that landmark exercise in the history of submarine warfare, the nuclear powered submarine. USS Triton circumnavigated the uh, globe completely underwater, proving that submarines, which until then had spent much of their time on the surface, could now operate completely submerged. So it looks like they did not surface. Okay, I've got some questions. And uh, was the Triton, um, how was it powered? It was a nuclear-powered Nuclear. Okay, yes. that, that explains part of it. Yes. Another thing, I guess, is how um, does it say the size of the crew? Um, the reason I ask is how, how, how long was the trip? To do that took how long? Yeah, let's see. It doesn't say. Um, so let me get into another in the reason area here. The, where I'm going with is how did they possibly stockpile enough food for the crew to eat uh, well at least three meals a day without ever surfacing? Yeah, but the nuclear power would probably answer that. That it, it, that, that it took care of the, fu- the, the fuel and propulsion concept. Yeah, and the energy aboard yeah. the sub, too. So my guess is they could refrigerate food. They could cook food. Well, of course. Preparation with all of that. So That's still a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. We're still loading here, so okay. we're having a little, a little delay, so we'll buy a little more time here, right? <laughs> Time is, uh, let's see, is it cheap or expensive? It's well, it depends on if you're buying gas or not. So, <laughs> okay. One of those two is very expensive mm-hmm. right now, and no sign of decreasing soon. Well, anyway, it's, a, it's an interesting thought. So it did go completely around the world without surfacing. And... Um, the nuclear power explains um, how it remained fueled. What is a little bit unclear is uh, how you can store that much food for um, that long a cruise. Or, or how long did it take? You know, maybe maybe they can do that in seven days. I don't know. All right, we go to our phones for a moment. Good morning. Good morning. Yesterday you were explaining how your main uh, transmitter was... Not up and running. Right. The AM was not on the air. Yeah. And then AM is on the air. What happened? Well, parts arrived. Holy cow. New parts? You might say so. Those oh, things okay. that you insured for $3,000? No. That one's still lost. Well, you didn't tell us that you were getting parts for the old one. This is the old one still working, huh? Uh, yes, as a matter of fact. Yeah, well. They're both wonderful. Well, you gave us the impression that nothing's going to happen until that $3,000 thing gets settled. No, and then okay. having it popping back on made us all surprised. 
let me let me explain. Um, there's a transmitter I bought in. Uh, well, I don't remember anymore. Anyway, it is solid state, so it has transistors and um, all those electrical circuits, right? That's the one whose parts that it, were being shipped back to the guy who designed it. Uh, that's the package that's lost at the moment. And um, the other transmitter, which was here when I arrived in 1973, is a tube type. And um, so it has tubes that are made out of glass like you see in the old-fashioned TVs and stuff, but it even has some tubes that are made out of metal. And um, the uh, what's called an 807 tube. We needed two of those, and we got them, and we were back in business. So we are on still the backup transmitter, but it's wonderful, and we could stay here for months. It's just a great transmitter. You let, let us with gloom and doom. Yesterday you thought we didn't have any chance until that $3,000 payload was <laughs> retrieved. Well... It, it's still a concern for me. Doom. I mean, it, it's nice that you're back on AM because it works for some radios in our house better than the FM. Mm. Yeah. Well, you're you're on the hill. You know, I mean, you're on the back side of the hill, but the tower is just one hill and a bump from you. Yeah. So uh, FM tends to be a little more affected by terrain, if you know what I mean. Yeah. There was one thing I wanted to mention. Did you have your wife read to you about Laura Schaefer in the Athens News last week? Uh, she did as we were in a car ride. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I'm going to reach out to Lori, see if she'd like to do a show with me. Yeah, she must have done an interview with that new editor of The Messenger in the Athens News. He does it in a dual role. Yeah. I want to reach out to him and have him come over and talk. Well, I'd rather talk to her. Well, she's she sounds long. like she's a strong-willed woman. So she's she took care of you when you took her out on a date, didn't she? Um, <laughs> <laughs> she was the girl I was dating at the time. What do you mean by that? Well, no, never mind. Hey, get it, stay out of this, Scott. <laughs> no, no way. Are um, you kidding? This is going to be fun. <laughs> the day I, the girl I was dating at the time, Dana Warner from Bexler. Uh, they were best friends. But Laurie and I did a lot of shows together with the Columbus Junior Theater of the Arts. Um, Laurie and I did. I, I don't know what I just said, Dana or Laurie, but they both were involved in that. But Laurie, um, my first trip to Athens, Ohio, was to visit Laurie in my life. And uh, I came down here, and we had a nice, nice time. And um, it was just, uh, I don't know, some week night, and I just drove down here. What year was she in, uh, or you at that uh, time? I can't even guess. But she was a student. And it wasn't too long after that that she uh, was a contestant in the Miss America thing. Oh, wow. 
But um, Laurie, Laurie and I, I won't say we keep in real close touch, but I've got her cell phone and all that stuff. I'll try to get a hold of her and see if she'd like to do a show with us. That would be fun. Okay. Uh, you know, she's now married. and Oh, yeah. That's a compound name. Did she, wasn't her name Laura Lee Schaefer? They never... L-E-A. They, the, they dropped that part out of this article. I never well, heard. That's her middle name, yeah. Laura Lee Schaefer. Well, she's our claim to fame at OU. I could drive right to the house where she lived. Easily. I remember it well. Yeah. Wow. Anyway. I'm glad all systems go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whatever. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Um, mercy. Um, all systems go. Yes. What, what are you laughing at? Right or what, what? What is there not to laugh at? Okay. That was great, man. That was good radio right there with Barry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just the, uh, you know, the tone of it. Let's see here. You know, I can find anything to laugh about, too, so that I'm, was I'm a good gl- one. Well, it doesn't bother me at all. I'm glad That's good. Okay, let's let's get in. Let's get it back in business here. I'd rather laugh than the alternative. <laughs> what, the regular show? Yes. Okay. Darn. Yeah. You want to know more about the Triton before you go? Oh, did on? you find some stuff? Yeah, May 10th, 1960. Okay. Okay, it completed the first submerged circumnavigation, and it arrived in Groton, Connecticut, after completing the first completely submerged circumnavigation of Earth. So it was underwater the whole time. It spent 60 days and 21 hours underwater. Okay, so, again, the crew size, we don't know 50. exactly. 50, okay. Yeah. So think of it. Packing food for 50 people for 61 days. That would be a, ta- a tall order. Yeah. Now, the longest submerged and unsupported patrol made public is 111 days. Wow. Made by... The HM submarine Warspite, or Warspite, whichever you prefer, and uh, from the Royal Navy of the UK. Well, the Triton I've heard of, but uh, the other one, no. But you just said it was from the British. Yes. Okay. Okay, famous birthdays. John Wilkes Booth. He was born on this date in 1838. He died in 1865. Not a real long life. Um, well, you you remember him as the accused assassin of President Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. And the outcome <laughs> of his, uh, was he, how do I want to say, executed or what? I just don't remember the history stuff. Uh, let's see. I think he was shot if i'm not mistaken okay so let's see how did he end up dying he gave himself up uh booth oh the his accomplice in the barn where they were hiding booth refused to surrender after being shot either by a soldier or by himself booth was carried to the porch of the farmhouse where he was hiding out where he subsequently died okay Okay, Alfred Jodel. 
That's spelled J-O-D-L. He was born on this date in 1890, and he died in 1946. Military guy. Yeah, another Nazi. Why do we have uh, so many of these Nazis on here on the birthday mm. list? Well, that was a rhetorical question because obviously you don't make the list. Alfred Joseph Ferdinand Jodl was a German Nazi who served as the chief of the operation staff of the Oberkommando der Wehrmacht, the German Armed Forces High Command, throughout World War II. Okay. Fred Astaire. I don't. I always enjoyed his movies. Um, and of course, dancing was his uh, hallmark thing. Yeah, he's got a couple songs that uh, we use on Sentimental Journey as well. 18, uh, born on this date in 1899, died in 1987. Born in the same state as Johnny Carson, Omaha, Nebraska. He was an American actor, dancer, singer, choreographer, and television presenter. He is widely considered the greatest dancer in film history. His stage and subsequent film and television careers Wow. Spanned a total of 76 years. He was in such movies as Top Hat from 1935, The Easter Parade of 1948, Swing Time from 1936, and Funny Face in 1957. The last of the so-called famous birthdays. Um, I look at this picture and I'm just shaking my head. Sid Vicious, uh, born in 1957, died in 1979. He looks in this photograph to be like a rock and roll performer. Yeah, he's a punk rocker. Is that it? Yeah, I knew that name. I didn't know we had punk walker, uh, punk, what was it? Rocker. Punk rockers back in 1979. Yeah, they were punk rock band then. Uh, he's bare chested. He's got a guitar uh, sling over his shoulder. Yep, I happen to recognize that name. Uh, it's not a band that I followed, but uh, Simon John Ritchie, also known as John Beverly, and widely known as Sid Vicious, was an English music uh, musician, best known as the bassist for the punk rock band, The Sex Pistols. Yeah, I do remember that name. Okay, two famous deaths. Henry Morton Stanley, born in 1841, died on this date in 1904. Now, am I nuts or am I thinking about salt? Um, it would probably be the former and... Okay, so who is Henry Morton Stanley? He is uh, a Welsh-American explorer, okay. journalist, soldier, colonial administrator, author, and politician who was famous for his exploration of Central Africa. So I'm nuts. Well, All right. Depends on who you talk to, I guess, <laughs> whether you talk to yourself there's, or there's some somebody that else. Would think that. Uh, <laughs> Stonewall Jackson. Well, well, before we go on here, uh, well, I want to give you this, too. 
he was famous for his exploration there of Central Africa and his search for missionary and explorer David Livingston. Remember that? No. Stanley and Livingston? Livingston, is that you? Oh, okay. Faintly. One, one of those. Okay. Stonewall Jackson is the last one here, famous death uh, to be mentioned. Born in 1824, but died on this date in 1863. Stonewall Jackson. Stonewall Jackson was uh, Thomas Jonathan Stonewall Jackson, served as a Confederate general during the American Civil War, became one of the best-known Confederate commanders right after General Robert E. Lee, born in Clarksburg, West Virginia, and died in Guinea, Virginia. We have one more to bring up, but first a caller here, and okay. let me get all my buttons just right. Good morning. Good morning. It's a fun morning. <laughs> Is it? I like it when you two banter back and forth. Okay. It's fun. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you act like you're strangers in there sometimes. Anyway, here's why I called. <laughs> it's about your favorite topics, both of you. Well, we'll see. Bitcoin. No. What, what no. are you talking about? Any one of mine. <laughs> yeah. I, I think she was being sarcastic. Okay, I don't even... You I'm, you actually I, do discuss Bitcoin. Yes, we do. Because of your reaction to Bitcoin, and I thought I would make your morning by telling you yesterday on the news, and I think I heard it on your radio station. I know you don't tune in all the time to your radio station, but um, <laughs> cyber money, um, it reduced 50% value <laughs> for the holders of Bitcoin. Oh, yeah. They're going to lose their... You know what's on on that? If it if they're going to lose if, their pants, yeah. Yes, if inflation keeps going the way it is and people are dropping out of Bitcoin, like they are, uh, the stock market is suffering due to the inflation. Just not a good thing, and not to sound doom or gloom, but I'd oh, be very sell, surprised. Sell that because you know those who are stupid enough, as you both indicated, yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't buy this stuff. Yeah, it's there, play money. Yeah, there's nothing to support it like the FDIC does. For the dollar bill. And they only support you up to, what is it, $10,000, I think, in a bank. Yeah, I, I think it's... I think it's, it's 10000 Yeah, something like or maybe a little bit more FDIC, now. FDIC, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, but there's no there's no backing whatsoever. I mean, it's like a crapshoot, like you're playing craps at the right. table in Vegas or something. You know, Monopoly money, whatever yeah. kind of terms attached to that. You but, lose the money, you lose the value of your Bitcoin, there's nothing there to reimburse you to back you up. I mean, there's it's a free fall. I'd like to see local banks ever <laughs> depend upon Bitcoin. We'd oh all be my. in trouble, wouldn't oh, we? Oh, yes. Definitely. I think so, anyway. That's just me, but again, without any backing behind Bitcoin, I don't know why there's you... No would... gold or not yeah, silver? There's, no, there's nothing. I have enough trouble understanding um, my business Broadcasting, And I've been in it for a long time. And it seems like the longer I'm in it, the more I find to question. <laughs> um, why would I take a chance on something that others know so much more about? And you know, the, the majority of people in financial responsibility believe in our the system we've had for decades ever forever yeah yeah 
Um, not this other stuff. Uh, that's a very select few, and evidently those that can afford to take chances. Did either of you ever play marbles when you were a kid? Of course. Oh, yeah. And how valuable we thought those boulders were. Oh, and yeah. Those I cat eyes. I still <laughs> do. I got bags full of them. Yeah. <laughs> and we were rich and all, you know. It's it's I don't understand this Bitcoin either, and I'm almost going to bet the fact that many of your listeners, if not most of your listeners, have no idea what that is. They just want hard cash if they, uh, you know, backed by some our federal government. I'd venture to say you were right about that. Anyway, thank you very much for the entertainment that you provide <laughs> uh, on this program, and um, it's fun. Well, thank you. And informative. I hope so. Thank you very much. Okay, you Have bet. a good morning, both of you. Thank you. Bye-bye. You too. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, this Bitcoin thing, it's doing a free fall now with inflation and stock market problems. It, um, I, You know, it's probably, um, probably stupid of me. But if I come across an article and they talk about Bitcoin, I just move on. Uh, if they talk, you know, about that's any, probably a good thing. You know, I don't, I don't have the time. Unless I, it's informative about the do's and don'ts. Uh, I'm not going to do or don't. I'm, I'm not going to. Yeah. Be I, involved. I, I'd venture to say if you talk to, let's say you talk to any local investor here, a financial advisor, mm-hmm. I'm venturing to say that they would tell you to avoid Bitcoin unless you knew exactly what you were doing. And right. if that's the case, I'm wondering if financial advisors would advise you to invest in Bitcoin. I don't always understand what I'm doing with dollars and cents, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and so why would you get into something? You just do the best you can. Even more you know, confusing and controversial now that... And as I've said before, when when people start losing the value of these bitcoins, which is digital currency, is all it is. Uh, you know, there's nothing there to save them. They there's no safety net. They are, again, to use the term free fall. That's what's going to happen because they're going to lose their investment. What else do you think? I'm I'm really changing the topic. What else do you think happened on May 10th? Oh. The sun rose uh, on on hi- one hi- May tenth. Historically of note. Oh well, that would be history. The sun rose again. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, you remember the name Rudolf Hess? Oh yes, another Nazi. Well, uh, I guess you would have to say that's true. But on this date. And I don't have the year exactly, but he parachuted out of a plane into Scotland. Oh, yes. It was on this day, planning to negotiate peace with the British. And did so without the knowledge or approval of his boss. You know who I'm talking about, Mm -hmm. Adolf Hitler. Yep. 
That was kind of a remarkable thing. Well, he knew, uh, as uh, history has told us, that uh, Hitler's plans for expansion, global expansion, were unrealistic. He knew that they were not going to be able to lose the war, and he wanted to negotiate a deal, and he was hoping to get uh, a deal where they would forgive him for being involved with the Nazis, a plea deal, so to speak, and uh, give him asylum uh, asylum in either Scotland or uh, Great Britain, wherever it may have been. And when uh, Hitler found out about it, uh, obviously he was not happy, and he was immediately arrested and imprisoned. So he died in that prison, actually, in Berlin. But anyway, he, he saw the, basically the writing on the wall that Nazi Germany was not going to win the war. There were others, too, in the German high command that tried to do the same thing. There were many attempts on Hitler's life that he escaped mm-hmm. uh, that were done internally. I think there were a total of, I think, 37 documented attempts to... Wow remove Hitler from power. Didn't know there were that many. Yeah, none of them succeeded, which is unreal. Was he injured in any of them? Uh, just very minor injuries. Okay. okay. That was it, but he escaped and was able to get out from uh, things like bombs were planted in meetings, uh, things like that. Some potions were developed, but he did not take those. And uh, it just turned out that he kept surviving all these You mean there were attempts, attempts to poison him? Like. Yes, okay. in so many words, yes. Well, um, let's see. Um, I don't know if it's 24 hours ago or within the past 24 hours because of the time difference and everything, but uh, there's an annual celebration in Russia called Victory Day. And it was held, um, I guess, yesterday. This is an annual thing. It has nothing to do with the current, like we're not saying victory over the Ukraine or anything like that. But um, it was a big deal. They had a massive military parade. Of course, this uh, took place in Moscow's uh, Red Square. Um, They say 65,000 people were estimated to have taken part in it. That does not mean those that came to watch it. They had 2,400 pieces of military equipment being uh, that were on display throughout the parade. What you doing over there? I'm just trying, trying to there get was the page a page back. Yeah, okay. <coughs> you had a page there, so yeah. I'm trying to retrieve that for you. Okay. Um, anyway, so, but the occasion marks the anniversary of the 1945 defeat of Nazi Germany in World War II. Putin, of course, was there in a big way, the president. 
and he framed the Russian invasion of Ukraine as a battle to protect Russian interests, as well as a fight against neo-Nazism in the neighboring countries. Um... Let's see here. I guess yesterday Russian missile attacks uh, reached as far west as the strategic port city of Odessa, which is also Ukraine's third largest city, and uh, the most significant Black Sea port still controlled by the Ukraine. What surprise is another item in the news. Let's see here. The 2022 Pulitzer Prize winners were announced yesterday with much of the recognition awarded to local newsrooms. And by local, they mean the United States. Among the winners are the Washington Post for its account of the January 6th storming of the U.S. Capitol and the Miami Herald for its coverage of the Surfside, Florida condominium collapse. There was a special citation awarded uh, to the journalists of Ukraine for reporting during Russia's invasion of their country. Um, Let's see. I had a story I wanted to share with you. Not a story, but a study. And we're having a little trouble getting to it. I should have plugged my computer in here. But it went to sleep while we were doing the earlier part of the show. Um, Now it's time trying to uh, fire up. Okay, let's see here. We've got a story this morning of the New York Times. And basically, their issue today is um, looking at the the whole issue of a mental health crisis, and particularly facing adolescents. Um, And then they combine it with, you know, is digital technology having any role in it? Many measures of adolescent mental health began to deteriorate sometime around 2009. Interesting. It is a, it is true of the number of U.S. high school students who say they feel persistently sad or hopeless. It's also true of reported loneliness. And it is true of emergency room visits for self-harm among Americans ages 10 to 19. Think of that. The timing is suspicious because Internet use among adolescents was also starting to soar during the same period. Apple began selling the iPhone in 2007. Facebook opened itself for general use in the late 2006. 
And guess what? One-third of Americans were using it just by three years later, 2009, Facebook. Well, last month, the New York Times began publishing a series on adolescent mental health. And the latest piece, focusing on pediatricians who are struggling to help, has just published. Matt Richtel, he's the author of the series, who has spent more than a year interviewing adolescents, their relatives, and their friends. He has gone out of his way to emphasize the uncertainty about the specific causes of crisis, including how much a role social media plays. He says, when you look at specific research on the role of social media impacting young people, it's quite complicated. Some studies find that adolescents who use social media heavily are more likely to feel sad or depressed, while others find little or no effect. There is no proof that, say, TikTok or social media's like button is causing the mental health crisis. However, he also thinks that some of these narrow questions of cause and effect are secondary. What seems in undeniable, he points out, is the surging use of digital technology has changed life's daily rhythms. Well, if you'd like to know more about this, I suggest you look at the New York Times. Uh, sometime in the last 24 hours, they've published this. Um, I'll... Um, I had this study ready to go, and um, as I said, I didn't keep my computer alive while it was sitting in here, so um, we'll try to share it with you tomorrow. Um, folks, in the meantime, um, take care of yourselves out there and enjoy this marvelous weather. 81 today, 82 tomorrow, 83 on Thursday. 81, but some light rain on Friday, possibly even a thunderstorm on Saturday. We're out of time. Be careful out there. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Jim Crusoe in High Point, North Carolina. Gas prices have hit a new record high, with the national average for a gallon of regular hitting $4.37. The gas prices are extremely inconvenient at the moment. Like many others, Raleigh, North Carolina resident Megan Burnsend and her family are starting to figure out ways to cut back on driving and running simple errands. We're really starting to weigh our options on... Do we need to go to certain places? Can we walk to those certain places? California has the dubious distinction of having the highest gas prices in the country. Drivers there are paying an average of $5.81. I'm Jim Crisula in High Point, North Carolina. Now with more CBS News, here's Deborah Rodriguez. To Wall Street. Markets are finally...